And although Stan has been tempted to give Brian Hill NFL MVP a couple of times, um, I don't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, okay, I don't. sassy lips. Rise up. Welcome to Rise Up Radar, where we keep the Falcons on your radar. Thank you for joining me, Stan Parker, for another episode. Let's have a ballin' show. And we are back again with another episode of Rise Up Radar. Tonight we got Todd, Chris, and Zach. How you boys doing tonight? Fantastic, man. Doing good, Stan. Good deal. Stan, the, the end of the season is, is near. only three weeks away, so I'm ecstatic. Can't wait. Yeah, are we gonna, yeah we're going to throw a party. We're going to have a, a uh, yeah draft party. A draft party. <laughs> draft party. <laughs> have a draft party. So, uh, so what happened this weekend was the um, Chargers tried to out Falcons the Falcons, and uh, no one out Falcons the Falcons, and the Chargers. Amen. Yeah, that's right. Uh, no one makes me bleed my own blood. And um, it was a very frustrating game if you wanted them to win. Even if you wanted them to lose, it was still, I feel like, I don't know how that feels, Todd, but um, even if you wanted them to lose, I feel like that game was a still frustrating game. Boy, Stan, did what? you want them to win that game? I wanted them to look good. Um, that is not I did, what I asked. Are you gonna make me say it on the air? Okay, <laughs> I do. I wanted them to lose that game. I want yeah. them to lose the rest of the games. I'll go ahead and say it now. This is we're a minute into this dog on recording. Thanks, Chris, um, for calling me out on my stuff. But I want them to be competitive, and there's a secret compartment in my heart that wanted them to play spoiler, and and win that game. So I don't know what your reaction is. To that. What 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 would it have spoiled exactly? Oh yeah, I don't know. The Chargers are terrible too. <laughs> um, maybe I was thinking the next next game of Tampa Bay, or it wouldn't yeah. have spoiled yeah. it. Maybe, yeah. I, maybe I'm projecting of getting hot or something and winning the like we've said before, win the next what three games, and now you're sitting at seven and nine. Is that right? The math would be seven and nine. Dude, yeah. seven and nine would make me want to, like, choke somebody. So, I'm cool with four – I'm cool with four wins. Um, yeah, I don't think but we should you, win anymore. I don't know. Right, but you just want to look good doing it. I can I attest look, to exactly what you were saying. Like, I didn't want to – I wanted the Falcons to lose, but I, I didn't want them to – I didn't want Matt Ryan to throw a pick at the end of the game, you know, that type of what, deal. Well, so, we need to address this right now. Um we need to address this right now because uh, there was a lot on the, on the line in this game. There was very big ramifications in this game, as, and um, this is kind of why I wanted the Falcons to win because Matt Ryan's on my fantasy team, and I had a chance to knock Chris out of the playoffs and advance my good friend Todd. He's my best friend, and uh, I was I would it, to go ahead and help Todd out and get him into the playoffs. But uh, well, Matt Stan, Ryan got you, me 12 whole points. 
Stan, you have it wrong. You would have advanced yourself into the playoffs had you beaten Chris. You would have gone to the playoffs. Holy I still God. was going to lose. All I needed was we a win were... against Zach, and I lost. I was in no matter what. So, <laughs> Dang, I read that all kinds of wrong. I looked at the standings and was, like, doing math, and I was like, dude, I think I could beat – I was talking to my wife. I was like, I think I could knock Chris out of the playoffs. No. Couldn't do that, but you could have got in. Well, listen. This my roster was not worthy of the playoffs. Even the Falcons got in at seven and nine. I would have felt like the Falcons. My roster is full of a bunch of B squad people anyway, so it is what it is. Yeah. My roster was good, but unfortunately I had COVID problems and my top three receivers scored a combined like nine points this week. So I didn't get in. Yeah, and Tyler, the sad <laughs> thing was is that uh I, I didn't even realize I won until the, I got a notification to that this morning that I won because and I couldn't even tell you what my lineup looked like. <laughs> that is hey, that's a slap in the face, Todd. You gonna take that? Yeah. <laughs> Other than Christian McCaffrey, I, I knew he was on the bench, but that was that was about it. Yeah, I was worried the whole time because like Zach's talking about how bad his team is, and all of a sudden I look at this week's projections. And he's like projected originally to, like score 135 points. I'm like, I yeah, beat him like that, surely. Mm-hmm. That was how my whole year should have gone, but Chris McCaffrey, my the number one pick, was the number one bust this year. Right. That, I mean, tough, tough. Just killed. I mean, that that absolutely yeah. just destroyed my season. That first yeah. pick in fantasy, seriously, is so daunting. I know how the like. Obviously, you're talking about millions of dollars when you're actually drafting a a player of like if you're a general manager and you're actually drafting a player, but like when you get the first pick of the draft and like. The in a, in in the fantasy, I bet you there's you know, that's a lot of anxiety that goes along with it. It's like you remember David Duke. There was David Johnson one year was like the consensus number one. All the you know the consensus number one. He gets hurt as well, and so like same thing with Christian McCaffrey. I mean, I never I was like picking in the middle. It's kind of mm-hmm. so it comes back to me. Anyway, so back to this Chargers game. So tell me honestly, who watched the whole game? Um, I'm gonna be perfectly honest. I was doing a lot of chores during the game. I was cooking. It was kind of a late game today. I was only watching sparingly. I, uh, me too. I, I probably I probably watched half the game combined. Yeah, I well, I, was, I watched. I had it on. I didn't have. I wasn't glued to it though. Right. I watched it like a NASCAR race. Oh, you, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. First drive and the end of it. Yeah, I'll do the Braves the same way. I'll check the first and second inning, and then I'll just come back seventh inning. About the seventh inning, you want to start look watching. So uh, yeah. Um, so what in your mind? Just okay. Let's do one positive thing about the game, and uh, maybe or maybe what stuck out to you, like one positive for the the Chargers game. Well, I'll go first. Yeah, um, my one positive is that Matt Ryan threw an interception and overtime and lost the game for us to move us up in the draft. There you go. A negative yeah. but a positive. Okay, so have you looked at the draft standings? And take by the way, everybody listening should be uh, watching tankathon.com. Yeah, I, I did. I think, I think we're fifth now. We're fifth. It was – yeah, I think it was fifth. But it's weird the way it works because I guess – the draft standings aren't the same as like the playoff standings because the Cowboys were ahead of us and we have the same record and the draft projections I saw. Hmm. 
So I thought that was a little weird. So maybe it works differently with tiebreakers in the draft versus the head-to-head wins. I, I think it works differently. All right. Um, so that's that's fifth. Either fourth or fifth is even better. So I know we're back to this conversation, but Matt mm-hmm. Fra- Ryan is not a fine wine. He is not going to get better with age. I look at this, what's fixing to happen and what is happening before our eyes, I look at the situation like Eli Manning. Eli Manning had a decline. He was still good and still decent, but they didn't know what to do with him going forward. And and then he got to the point where he was so pick happy that he couldn't play him. Is there a chance that that happens to Matt Ryan? Of course. I think it there's a chance, but I also think that Matt Ryan's a byproduct of the running game being so weak, and there's only so many places to go with him. He doesn't have a balanced attack. So, do you think? I mean, do, okay, let me. Do you see that happening to Matt Ryan, in, like in the ne- next year, of like something like that happening? Two to three years. I don't know. Next year. Okay. Well, they don't. They don't know. have a legitimate. Good. At the time, well, well, with the Giants, they had that they had a legitimate backup. The Falcons right now don't have a legitimate backup that you could kind of bring in. So I don't see it happening. Certainly, don't see it happening this year. I mean, I guess potentially it could happen next year. You know, if all of a sudden we, uh, you know, stink again next year, and but but and draft a quarterback maybe this year uh, that they could that they you know see could be the future. So no, but I mean, right now, I would say no. Yeah. Matt Ryan's 36, right? Yes. Around about 35 or 36. 35. I can't remember exactly. 30, 36. 35. Yeah. So I think that, I think that uh, it, you know, it's going to be exciting to see what happens with the GM and new coach. Mm-hmm. you got to think they might get a shot in the arm there. And, and I, I'm sure that one of the first things they're going to focus on is they've got to develop a better running game. Of course they are, right? I mean – Right. Mm-hmm. And if that, like you said, Zach, if we have a better running game, then that's going to make Ryan much better. And, right. and look at, I know you can't compare people to Breeze and Brady, but at the same time, if he stays healthy, there's no reason he can't have three, four more productive years. And yeah. he, in my opinion, is better than Eli mm-hmm. was. Right. Yes. Okay. I I, I totally agree. I do get a little hot takey whenever he has a bad game. And I I've, I've read a lot of, you know, you got to stay off the internet and uh, all the forums and stuff. And I read all the comments or whatever. But, like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm off. I'm, like, not on the ledge with Matt Ryan. I think he, I mean, had a bad day in the office. He doesn't have a run game. He still got sacked twice for 14-yard losses. I mean, that's, uh, he's getting banged up. He's been hit six, you know, he's been sacked go over 50 times you know we're it's a it's been a weird year for him and he had a bad day in the office and he won't have consecutive those games I don't think for a while like you know Eli started putting some bad ones together but uh like you said if he don't start surrounding him with talent and and we me and you Zach have talked about this too that 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 a lot of quarterback success is a lot of system. I think we've all talked about this, but it's, you know, until he gets an established system, he is, I don't want to say a system quarterback because that seems like a, maybe a backhanded compliment, mm-hmm. but um, a system counts for something. It's yeah. 
count. I, I would be interested yeah. to see what um, in the last what let's see, Dirk Cutter's been back. What this is his third year back now, uh, second or second year, excuse me. But I would like to see like what at Matt Ryan's uh, average um, passes per game is with with Dirk Cutter at the helm versus back when Shanahan and and Sarkeesian. Right. was uh, because I think it's like Todd was saying, this the lack of a running game puts a lot more pressure on the quarterback. He's throwing the ball a lot more. Obviously, he threw pick, three picks the other day. And, and so I don't pin that all on, on him. Um, I, I would just be interested to see uh, what that's like. And so that's why I think it's just so important that gosh, Atlanta moves on, hopefully moves on from, from Dirk Cutter, um, you know, next year, especially assume Matt Ryan's coming back because – to me, it's like, you know, until you change that, we're going to be seeing a lot of this, what we've been seeing the last couple of years, you know, next year if we don't get a yeah. better running game going. No, nothing will change if he doesn't, if the play calling doesn't no. get any better. And I mean, obviously, personnel has to get better too, of, of well, better running well, yeah. and stuff. But which personnel? Is it going to be is it early? Is it line? Um, is it scheme? I, uh, I think it's a. A cop-out answer is a little bit of both, but I may, uh, I think it's a uh, line because there's still a hole at left guard that hasn't been filled. And um, I think it's running back. You've got a an aging star back there that, you know, is looks like he's at the twilight of his career after this year. I mean, I don't know. If, you know, that's just the reality of it. That, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, talent helps in the backfield so having a pool of talent not just one talented guy that's aging but you know having a stable and and talent back there helps but yeah personnel would be beefing up the line and making smart moves and or you know getting a young upstart running back in the fourth round that could come in and you know make a difference so that would I think be- it's pretty obvious, though. I think it's pretty obvious we don't have any depth at the running back position. I, sure. I think Todd Gurley's really your only reliable guy. And although Stan has been tempted to give Brian Hill NFL MVP a couple times, um, I don't. <laughs> okay. I, okay, I don't, sassy lips. I hear you. I don't, <laughs> I don't think that um, – that's the solution. We just need to get – we need to get some more depth. Right but I do think the play calling is just as much to blame as mm-hmm. anything else. I mean, we're, we're talking about the offensive line and the, and the running backs, but what about the play calling itself? The play calling is, is a detriment to this team too. The play calling is so – like, I, I know I beat a dead horse, but, like, the play calling is so pitiful that us four could sit in the room and watch that game live together and come up with what's coming next. Like yeah. that's how rudimentary yeah. this play calling in. And uh, when they were playing the Saints, I saw it was somebody was beefing in the comments about how washed up Matt Ryan was, and that he was, you know, he needs to be fired tonight and that kind of thing. And they were tweeting in the comments that um, one of the guys said, "What would happen if we just switched coaches? What if we got Peyton for?" a what if we got Peyton for a week, you know, for a week and they could have Dirk for a week, what would this game look like? So, cause mm-hmm. they got Taysom Hill running point and versus Matt Ryan, you know, like, so like, if you start think, if you like change, you start thinking about like that, like what could this team be with a talented and innovative play caller? So. 
I was listening to, uh, you know, I couldn't join you guys for the podcast last time, but I listened to it and it was you. interesting because, well, I always miss it, but you, you said um, you were really looking forward to see if the Falcons got creative. That's the thing you were looking forward to the most, Stan. I think you said that yeah. in their play column. And, I, you know, it's interesting. Uh, they Their first touchdown was, you know, Russell Gage throwing the touchdown pass, which was, see, now that that's creative and it's different. But that's almost more gimmicky. They weren't creative in their game plan, their total approach to it. They become predictable when it matters. So that almost doesn't count to me. We don't have any kind of an innovative offense, which is frustrating. Yeah, right. it, it wasn't routinely creative or routinely innovative. Yeah. It was. It was like you said. It was like a, a trick play. That's that to me that, is not. You know, that's not normal. I'm so y'all took the words out of my mouth. That's inc- that's exactly right. That that's not a creative game plan that's not an innovative game plan that's a trick play like todd or uh, zach said like but i did like i liked it and then i the ball was in the air and i was like wait that's a touchdown (laughs) for not mad ryan (laughs) but i it didn't but like I saw that, okay, and that happened early in the game. If I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, it's yeah. first half. Yeah. So, so you're like, okay. I wonder if Dirk Cutter listens to the podcast because I just want him to dig <laughs> in his bag. I just want him to go to the back of the playbook and be like, oh, these plays, they're too risky. We can't run those, and just rip that page out and only take that page into the game and only use that page, like jet sweeps, running back passes. Don't throw to the fullback anymore. Um, all yeah, but um, it didn't happen. It was one trick play, and we were back to uh second and twelve and a run a draw play to Todd Gurley. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, you know, you remember when you remember when Shanahan during Super Bowl week like misplaced the playbook. Yeah, I've been wa- I've been wanting Dirk Cutter to like misplace the playbook, but not actually find it. <laughs> right. It's <laughs> <laughs> like call to pr- yeah, call somebody. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's that's a good one. Uh, that's a good good point there, Todd or uh, Chris. About that's not exactly that was kind of a trick play and kind of yeah. not a creative game plan. Um, so, so a positive thing. So Todd said they lost. Period. Um, I would say it, um, there was a couple players that played well. AJ or uh, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, I'm so used to saying that. Um, woo, 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 got my heart beating. Um, Puya Lucan had a good game. Um, AJ Terrell had a good game, and um, I think Young Way Coastal had some some points. So I don't know. That's Juan Treadwell called his first uh pass and touchdown. That's such a good point. I forgot about that. Yeah, Laquan Treadwell um got cut. What a crazy story that me. Yeah. Chris, our first conversation we ever had, you asked me about Laquan Treadwell um, on the podcast. And yeah. um, and I was like, yeah, he's fighting for the third the third spot. And two weeks later, he gets cut. So I am an idiot. And uh, he comes back, and he's been back with the team for a little while. And I have no clue why he got, you know, activated. And he got into the game. He got a touchdown. Um, I was going to say <laughs> Matt Ryan is at his best whenever Powell – and Hart and all those – or not Hart. What's the other guy's name? But, like, all the B receivers get involved or all the third, fourth, and fifth guy. When all those have touches, meaningful touches, Matt Ryan's at his best. But he was not at his best this game. Not at the end, at least. 
All right. So I thought I thought a positive from the game was our defense. Twenty points. I mean, you can't ask for more than that. You can't ask for more than that, really. I, I mean, and here's you, you, you can just you can just for this. It's seventeen all, and you let them drive down there and, and get the field goal. Obviously, but still, twenty points you can live with that. But especially, be- uh, but before that, before that, they get the pick to to right. to, to stop the to end the game. They get the pick that they needed. Okay, boys, we need we need to get the ball back. We need to stop. We need something, and they did. They got the they got the game winning pick that should have been the game winning pick. But Matt Ryan turns around and gives it back to them. Um, and then they get like Chris, like you said, and that gives me shades of another game that they gave away of just the defense being on the field at that point, the defense being on the field so long and you're playing stupid. You're playing prevent defense and NFL quarterbacks. You cannot play prevent defense. I don't care what they, the analytics says. The eye test says that if you got anybody in their like top 15 quarterback in the league, they're going to find the spot in the zone and they're going to step out of bounds at with 20 yards at a time. So you can't have that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I t- the defense played a lot, played well. I mean, you yeah, can't especially, against a, especially against a really, a really good offense. I mean, there, there's a lot of talent there. I mean, Herbert's been really good. Eckler's a great, great running back. I mean, so, uh, and they've, they've obviously have a, a good core of receivers, especially Keenan Allen. So I, I would, would agree with Chris um, outside of Laquan Treadwell getting that first touchdown. I would agree the defense was, um, was, was surprisingly good again. I mean, and they have, and they have been, I mean, uh, Stan, you've, you've mentioned it several times the last few weeks. I mean, they've really turned it up a notch really since after the, I mean, you could argue really since even after the green Bay game that they've played, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, since Dan Quinn was let go, is is really right. when the when the turnaround occurred. So, right. and which is crazy. We've we've chronicled this before, but like Jeff Ulbrich has still called the plays, but now the the play calling has not been it's not split. I know me and Todd had talked about this before, that I've never heard of that before. That it came out that um, Jeff Ulbrich, um, the ex linebacker coach, and Raheem Morris were were jointly calling plays that Ulbrich would have the play call between first and second down, and then Raheem would call the third down play, which is I, – I, Wow. I, I, that came, like, it was in like – he said it in like passing conversation at a, with an interview at a radio station. I was like, is that not a red flag for anybody? Like that's the same deal, the kind of crap the Falcons think that they're the smartest – Get like in my in my feelings Look. tonight, but like the Falcons think they're the smartest in the room, and they'll have three general managers. Do you remember mm-hmm. that situation where it was like, I can't remember who all were the general managers, but it was all of a sudden we had three general managers, and they were oh, all Scott Pioli, Scott Pioli, and then you were counting Rich McKay in that too, and then we also had uh, Thomas Dimitrov. So right, so they were all three were going to try to agree on a draft pick. It's like, doesn't that seem like strange to you. Anyway, that's my rant on the Falcons. I the more and more I think about it, the more and more I get like mad relatively mad at Arthur Blank of the of the decisions that were like like that kind of personnel that gets made against general managers and all that stuff. So anyway, uh another I just need I do need to point out some stats here that um AJ Terrell had 13, 13 tackles um, 
in the game. He was the leading tackler, and that could be bad news because he's your corner leading the game in tackling. So, mm-hmm. but he did have thirteen tackles. So, and that usually just means not enough pass rush. But um, yeah, I mean, I mean, they were a good team. Their their record is not conducive, I think, to what their stats say they are. I think Los Angeles, they, we talked about last week, they were a top 10 defense. They were a top four passing offense. They were, what, top five or six in total offense. So, the stats say they're good. I just think the, the deal with them is that they're just really young, especially at the quarterback position. Yeah, they're, they're, not, they're not – they don't know how to finish. Right, right. Right. Like, I, I totally agree. Like, they're a super – they're a talented team, and they have talent. They're they didn't – they, they didn't until they played us. <laughs> They didn't know how to finish until they played us. Like I said at the beginning. Yeah. Falcons gonna We're the kings of that. Yeah, man. I can't wait till that is like gone. Like, you know, the first thing you think of when you think of the Falcons is either choking or you know, blowing leads and stuff like that. It's like it's gonna have to be a culture about having a new coach. Yeah. Yeah, that's why having a new coach Mm -hmm. matters so much. And GM and everybody. Yeah. For sure. Um so we got the top five pick. We'll call it five. Now we've got a lot of options. Are we doing? Uh, um, are we? Are we? Are we going quarterback? Or are we still going defense? Defense. Still defense, even after yeah. even after that performance. It's a quick answer because I pretty much know everybody's stance, but I'm the one that's like emotional when I see that. I'm like. Because, like I said, those two the the two only options offensively are going to still be off the off the board at that point. I, I think. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but probably, I, probably. It feels maybe not, but probably so. And I, mean, I think the Falcons could probably move up as high as fourth in the draft, but that's still probably not, not going to be enough. Yeah, it's not high enough to get either one of those guys more than likely. I mean, it could still be, and especially if you move some pieces around, it could possibly be, but probably not. Cool. I will say this: it might put it might put Atlanta in a better position. We talked about this earlier, that where they could trade up, you right. know, maybe not having to, uh, you know, fork out as much to trade up two or three spots, you know, versus tra- having to trade up like ten or eleven spots, you know. Well, so. there's a rumor. There's another rumor out today. Oh, bring it to us, Todd. Hot it's fire. not about general manager or head coach this time, but this actually this actually makes a lot of sense. Matt Ryan to the San Francisco 49ers for a first and a second round draft pick. I called that if that we, if that follows through. We Stan and I both kind of called. Yeah, that. we we called that like way several weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. So I see. Okay, so I see that, and that's a real rumor. So obviously we could we could go with that, and I've seen fake rumors of speculation of maybe even the Patriots. Um, but I don't know if they're as desperate as playoff pushes, you know what I'm saying? Like, but, uh, well, this is for next year. Probably, you know, right. the Patriots are, don't have a quarterback. They'll probably need one next year. So, I mean, that could definitely be valid. I was thinking, yeah, I, yeah, I guess I was, I was thinking Boston for a, college guy, you know, they'd love to get Matt Ryan. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bill Belichick, you know, a cerebral quarterback. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right, so what do you think about that? What do you, what do you say, a first and a fourth against uh, – first, first and a second. First and a second for Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Do you do you take that deal? Yes, definitely. 
eat right now, like today. Yeah, hey, before I, I, I hang know. up, before I hang up this phone, are you are you saying yes? Yes, I'm saying yes, Stan. We take you, the deal. Who do you play? Who do you play against the Tampa? Who, who do you play against Tampa? What quarterback? Do you I, dude, it doesn't it doesn't happen this year. This is like an off season move. This is not gonna happen. Right, you're passing trading deadline. He's, a, he's, just hypoth- he's just hypothetically asking. Okay, me. yeah, hypothetically. So, so do you play against Tampa? Yeah, I, you don't. I mean, you just bring in who? Russell Gage. Just bring whoever loses the Russell game. Russell Gage. Russell yes. Gage. Yeah. Or get That's, Todd Gurley in there throwing left-handed uh, darts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't want Todd Gurley at quarterback. He might get hit too much to be done. Well, if we if we made a trade like that. Well, couldn't that just be your package to move up in the draft? I was thinking the same thing. If you had a first and a second, you could mortgage that against whatever you got to and maybe throw in another kicker, and you could get up to two or, you know, I doubt you could – I don't know if you could get to one, but, hey. You could, or you could just really beef up the defense. Yeah, I um, Get a new offensive coordinator. Coming in here, get okay. A, get a new offensive coordinator. Stick with Matt Ryan. I don't know how much long he's got on this contract. Stick with him with a new – get another coordinator and beef up the defense. So, yeah, would you turn that trade down in the offseason? Are you no. asking me that? Yeah. Um, no. No. No, okay. I would hey, – I would, I would, I'm, I'm saying that, that if, if, you know, it, rather than – I guess I was looking at it I don't really know what I was thinking, I guess, but I was trying between trading up, um, yeah. you know, trading Matt Ryan up for like a, a first round or I don't, I don't really know what I was, what I was really thinking there, but I, I would still, I would rather still just draft unless we're getting the first or second draft pick. I'd really rather just still beef up the defense and, and stick with the, you know, stick with Matt Ryan um, with a new coordinator. So yeah, I think that's that a, makes sense. I, yeah, for sure. So I think that's exciting, and I don't know what you would do with that equity and that value that you get after that. So like you're sitting there holding the pieces of like a first and a second, and I don't know if that's. I think I like just sitting where you are and just because we've talked, me and you, Todd, have talked about that how bare the cupboard is, and we haven't had a full draft in a long time because of right. deals that have been made in a long time. And I'm like, what, what kind of? I think what, what. Uh, what Zach was saying there was, you know, let's not let's start packaging deals up again to try to get somebody we hope works out is, you know, use that to build you know, build depth for this team. Yeah, so the Falcons exciting. definitely they definitely need to build depth because they don't have a lot. And there's two things going on here. Not only do you need to build depth, but you need to free up some salary cap space because as the Falcons are currently constructed, you're probably looking at being in salary cap limbo for the next two or three seasons if you don't make some sort of major change. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I would even suggest – I would suggest it would be smart to, not only to trade Ryan if we could get a trade like that, but to trade Julio to get what we can get for him. Yes. Injury, so. Julio to the Ravens. I don't know what we can get, but yeah. take it. And then I, I don't. I wouldn't trade up to get a quarterback. I would just keep all those picks and use one of them to get a quarterback. But then, like y'all said, get, yeah. get your defense and your line help. If we if we had had a and I guess my point was and I was I was looking at it like if if the Falcons had a quarterback at least that we thought was relatively ready to to roll in there that would I would totally be on board with Matt Ryan Dylan Matt Ryan away and getting a, a first and second round um, pick but as of right now um, unless we could 
somehow wager, like I said, those that first and second round pick to then trade up to get another quarterback. You know, I would almost rather Julio be the one that would go to potentially get some some draft picks for sure. So. I, I I see I see yeah I, I definitely see the value in that. But if this is a, a legit offer, then yeah I'm, I'm jumping at it. And I'm a I'm a Matt Ryan you know enthusiast. I'm an apologist. Matt Ryan, I will defend him. Um, he's a Hall of Famer, but um, yeah, I think for the betterment of the Falcons franchise going forward and turning the corner of a new direction, I think it's got it. That's got to happen. So if that's real, I'm down to clown. So, uh, um, all right, boys, um, we're gonna we're gonna stop there tonight, and I, I appreciate everybody coming on and uh, talking some dirty birds, man. Guys, if you like what you heard tonight, go ahead and like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts these days. And remember, Falcons fans, the season's almost over. Stay with us. We'll bring you the good stuff. Until next time, rise up.